I mean, really, who who didn't see this coming? <laughs> All right, welcome to episode fifty-four of Uncle Steve's Judas Pre Iron Maiden Zone. Now, I'm sure some people have questioned my loyalty to Iron Maiden. What with all the Rob Halford and Judas Priest talk lately, at least if you're on my Twitter page. I've said some things that may have me in hot water with some Iron Maiden fans, but don't worry. I love Iron Maiden as well as Judas Priest. Maiden is certainly my favorite band all the way. All the way. Now, if you noticed... I did some polls last week on Twitter. If you're not on my Twitter, it is Uncle Steve Rock. You could follow me at Uncle Steve Rock and enjoy some of the fun that we have there, some of the fun discussions, the good polls, and all that. But last week I did a bunch of polls and posts uh, involving Rob Halford and Judas Priest. And um, based on the feedback I got from the polls, Obviously, it's an Iron Maiden podcast page, so I didn't expect Judas Priest to win a bunch of those polls that I did. But I did kind of seem to get some feedback saying that people didn't seem to like a lot of the heavier, the really, really heavier side. And I thought, you know what? I need to take some songs that are not on the heavier side of Judas Priest, maybe the lighter side of Judas Priest, (laughs) because there is such a thing. Now, you will notice that some of these songs are a lot lighter than others. Some are still good rock songs, but they just are not along the lines of Painkiller or All Guns Blazing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play songs from the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way up through the current time frame. And I'm going to start off with a song. Uh, Well, actually... The intro you heard is called Guardians, and it is from the most recent Judas Priest album, the absolutely killer Firepower. It's the instrumental intro to a song that I've also included called Rising from Ruins. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you hear that right off the bat, get you straight from Guardians into Rising from Ruins. So I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed that song. I really, really like that song a lot. 
Um, I'm going to be doing some skipping around. I won't, everything won't be in order from here on out. That's what I was kind of planning on doing, but uh, I may skip around a little bit. We will see. But the next song I'm going to play you is a song that I absolutely love. It's a cover song. And to me, it's really a Judas Priest song at this point. They've pretty much made it their own. But see what you think when you hear the song formerly by Joan Baez called Diamonds and Rust. Now, in a trend that may continue throughout the episode, I'm not quite sure. There's really a part at the end of the song. I really love the way uh, Bruce, Bruce, look at me. I'm talking about Iron Maiden. See, you think I don't like Iron Maiden still. Golly, I can't even talk about him without talking about Bruce. Rob sings and his voice is kind of doubled or tripled. How many times? I'm not sure. But um it's layered in there really good, and I'm going to play kind of a little bit toward the end of the song because I really love the way it sounds. So I'm sure you're going to like this too. So check this out. Okay, in another unprecedented move, based on my history at least, I'm going to play yet another bit of Diamonds and Rust. Now, Judas Priest, uh, sometimes back in the, at least my opinion, in the 70s, on the albums, his voice didn't really come through quite the way it did on the way it did live. So I'm going to play you. This song was featured on an album called Unleashed in the East, which is better known as Unleashed in the Studio. But I'm going to play you some of the concert version with Rob singing in the studio so you can hear a little more of the greatness of Rob Halford and the greatness of this song. So check this out. Heading straight for a fall. 
Diamonds and Rust, there you have it. A couple of different versions. It's freaking awesome. Now, the next song I'm going to play you is from the 1978 album Hellbent for Leather or Killing Machine, depending on if you're from across the pond or if you're from the United States. If you're from here, it's Hellbent for Leather. Either way, this song here is, if you never heard of, if you only had heard of Judas Priest and just heard tiny bits of them, you would be astonished to hear this next song and and have someone say, yeah, that's Judas Priest. (laughs) Hey, you want me to play you something by Judas Priest? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to play you this song. It's called Before the Dawn. And when you hear this, it's really, it sounds like a song to me that's just about someone who's looking for somebody, uh, you know, a relationship and um, just has been unlucky and not being able to find that person. And It's a very pretty song. Uh, I love it. I've always loved this song ever since I heard it. So here it is, Before the Dawn. you like that one that is a gorgeous song really gorgeous song rob halford sounds incredible i've always loved the way he sounds in that song so the next one i'm going to skip the next album because the next album i didn't have anything i really wanted to put on here from but if you've read rob halford's or listened to rob halford's uh, recent autobiography um confess then you probably heard Rob mention that on this album, the band was almost on autopilot because the previous album, British Steel, had really been a breakthrough for the guys. And 
he he just says this is where they were at at the time. But one of the songs that I heard, I can't remember. I think I saw this on a, I think it was called Metology or Metalology, however you say it. It came out in the early 90s. It was a video thing and it had a bunch of different videos. But I remember seeing this video on there and I always loved this song. Anyway, I'm going to let you hear it. Another one that's on the little lighter side of Priest here. This is from Point of Entry, and it is called Desert Plains. Now, the next song is from the album that probably is definitely the first album I ever heard by Judas Priest as far as, actually, I think the first album I ever heard fully was Defenders of the Faith. But the first song I ever heard was You've Got Another Thing Coming before I heard the album, before I was really into metal. But I remember hearing it. I remember having a cassette of myself singing the chorus of You've Got Another Thing Coming. I wish I had it. I wish I had that cassette so I could play it and and, uh, make fun of myself for it. But no idea, no idea, unless it's in a box in my parents' house that I'm about 99% sure does not exist. So um, anyway, this is the song from Screaming for Vengeance, which was the huge breakthrough for these guys. And... This song, I have always, always loved this song, and it seems to be a common theme for Rob to sing about um, either love lost or uh, love he's missed or whatever the case may be. But it's a, it's, it seems like a love song of someone that misses the other person or they broke up and he's got chains on his heart and he wants them off. So you're going to enjoy this song. I absolutely love this song. This song is called... It's called Chains with Take These in parentheses in front of it. So here it is. Take These Chains from 1982's incredible album, Screaming for Vengeance. Yeah. Hey. 
admit it. You love that song. And if you don't, wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say if you don't love that song. That's incredible. It's an incredible song. Now, I'm going to go ahead and skip forward to close to present day. I'm going to say 2018 to the most recent album. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, which I know some do, some don't, you saw last night I posted a little bit of a story. Maybe I'll say last night. It was last night for me, but when you hear this, it will have been a few days away. But um, last night, uh, I drove somewhere in the vehicle with my daughter, and I was playing the Firepower album, and you know some of the songs I just know my daughter's not going to be totally into because they're little, they're they're heavy and she doesn't mind it. But I I knew she really hadn't shown any interest, and so this next song came on, and I said, "You're going to like this one. Check this out." And I and it played, so we listened to it. Went into the house a little later, and she was walking around going. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she's singing it. She's got it in her head. It's there. So see if this song gets in your head. It's got a really catchy chorus. It's called Never the Heroes. One thing is for sure here. If you're not very familiar with Judas Priest, A, you're going to love me after this episode because you're going to be finding out about this band that's been around forever. 50 years. Or right at almost 50 years. They've been around. And if you've never really listened to them, then hopefully this will open your eyes and give you some insight. Now, if you just thought that they were the painkiller, uh, super, super heavy band, um, hopefully this will give you some insight into a different side of them. There's a lot of songs they have like this, a lot of songs that aren't nearly as heavy. There are more, everything they have is melodic, but there's some that are just less, they're not just not nearly as heavy as some of the other ones. And I've got another one for you that comes from 1982's Screaming for Vengeance. It's another song. It, it's really awesome. It starts out really light. The, you're, when you hear it, the sound of the sound goes back. If you have speaker headphones on, it goes back and forth from left to right, left to right, left to right. It's really, really cool sounding. I don't know if you'll get that from hearing it through the podcast, but this song is called Fever. And it's another one that's just, it's killer. Killer song. So here you go. Get you some fever. Fever. 
Now, if you've been listening to my podcast very long, if you've gotten to know a little bit about me, you know that I always enjoy it when a singer is singing in a lower register and then they also have them recorded in a much higher register or just a higher register and they combine the two. Well, going into the next course on Fever, that is what's going on and I absolutely love that's one of my absolute favorite parts of this song. So I'm going to let you hear a little bit more of Fever. This part's really cool. So I hope you like it. Now, if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you've probably heard me a couple times talk about the Columbia House cassette club that I was a part of when I was really young. And I'm quite sure that one of the cassettes that I got was Defenders of the Faith by Judas Priest. I've been trying to figure out exactly, like every now and then I'll hear something and I'll think, oh, I bet that's one of the things I got. So I know that I got The Last in Line by Dio. i Pretty sure I got Flick of the Switch and For Those About to Rock from ACDC. So I really think if I start writing them down, I could probably figure out what my initial orders were. So let's get into the next song on this uh, episode that is unnamed at this point for me. I'm thinking the lighter side of Judas Priest, which all these songs aren't super light. But this next song is definitely a lighter the the probably the lightest thing that was on Defenders of the Faith because it was a pretty good uh, hard rocking album. So this next song is called Night Comes Down and it's a really really good song. So give it a listen. <laughs> listen to Rob's vocals in the chorus, you know, when he's saying, when the night comes down and you're all alone, you know, when the night comes down, there's no place to go. If you listen in the background, you can kind of hear him really, really high pitched, uh, backing it up, but it's really low in the mix, but a little bit later in the song, uh, you can hear it a whole lot better, uh, that when they, at least the high pitched and the, and his lower register, uh, all together, um, and it's really, really cool. So kind of something I've been doing a lot of on here just because these things are so freaking great. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit more. We're going to go from a really cool uh, vocal part at the end. It'll go through the guitar solo, and then I want you to hear that other part. So keep your ears open. Yeah. Hey, 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 
I just don't understand how people can listen to this man sing and just not be in love with his voice. Uh, I know we all have different tastes. Uh, I had a friend earlier tell me that um, he just couldn't, he just didn't want to go back and listen to some of these albums. And, you know, I told him, hey, we all, you know, we all have uh, different likes and dislikes, you know, different strokes for different folks, you know, but it is what it is. I, I just, I, I'm just blown away when I listen to him sing. Um, so the next song is if you were a fan back then and you were into Defenders of the Faith and Screaming for Vengeance, and they had really taken a sharp turn with those albums and gotten a lot heavier. So when their next album came out, it was it was a real it was a real head scratcher, and I was still pretty I was really new to it, so it wasn't like it was a huge deal for me, but. I certainly didn't get into them quite as much. Pain, the album Painkiller is what got me in. Really, really, really got me in. But And it's consequently my favorite Priest album. But when you go from Defenders of the Faith to the album Turbo, uh, with the guitar synths and things like that, which aren't necessarily a bad thing, you know, listen to... Iron Maiden somewhere in time to see that just because you use guitar synths, it doesn't mean you change your whole sound. But, you know, Judas Priest was definitely a lot more of an experimental sounding band. They weren't afraid to to take chances. Um, and like compared to Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden was just a little more Iron Maiden. They stuck more to their guns. They just they they. Obviously, there's a lot of change that happened between the first album and, gosh, all the way up. You know, you look at where they were on the first and second album compared to where they were by the time Somewhere in Time came out. It's it's a lot of change, but this was pretty drastic from one album to the next. So I'm not playing any of the super heavy stuff from Defenders of the Faith, but go listen to Free Will Burning. And then listen to Turbo Lover as the two album openers in a row and see how drastic differently, how much they are different, how drastically the difference is. So uh, here you go. This is a song. This is the the title. I guess it's kind of the title track from the Turbo album, Turbo Lover. Um, but it's a good song. It's, it's, a, it's a good song on an album that I consider to be, it's got to be there, probably one of their absolute worst. So give this a listen.
I certainly don't mean to be super negative about the way the Turbo album sounds because there's some good moments on there for sure. And they did a live album on that tour, uh, Priest Live, and I love that album as far as you got songs like Metal Gods and Heading Out to the Highway and Breaking the Law and The Sentinel and Some Heads Are Gonna Roll. Um, to me, those are some of, to me, those are the definitive versions. I love those versions so much. And Rob was at his, I don't know if I'd say he was at his peak, but I mean, he's, he sounds incredible, incredible on that album. So there's that. And like I said, there's a few decent moments on the album. I listened to it the other day and first time I've completely listened to it in a long time. And I was just like, this album is awful, awful. <laughs> but um, I do like the song Turbo Lover. It's, it is a good song. It's catchy. And it's on the it's on the Priest Alive album, too. So now the next thing that they did was the next album they did was called Ram It Down. And Ram It Down was basically them going back in the direction of being – a heavy metal band instead, you know, from what they had done on turbo. So some of the songs I, I like a lot of, of uh, Ram it down. Actually, I listened to that again recently for the first time in a good bit. And I was really, uh, I really enjoyed a lot of it. There's uh, all of the original songs on there. Almost all of them I really like. So there's a cover song on the album that we're not going to discuss here, but so I'm taking a song. I guess this would have to be the softest song on the album or one of the softest songs on the album. I'm trying to think of what else is on there. But this is definitely, I don't know if I say it's softer, but it's slower. It's the softer side of Jesus Priest we're talking about, the softer side. So uh, I don't know if you've got the lighter side or the softer side. Either way, listen to Blood Red Skies and tell me this song isn't awesome. Okay, so you probably noticed there that the drums sound a little like electric drums because, because yeah, that's what they were. <laughs> the 
drummer at the time, Dave Holland, was not very happy about that. And eventually he ended up out of the band after this uh, tour, the Ram It Down tour. Now, the next album they put out, like I said, with Turbo, they did the you know definite change in sound. Ram It Down was heading back in the right direction with some, some heavier songs. And Painkiller, <laughs> now that one, that is a brutally heavy album. It's my personal favorite. And this song that you're going to hear is the is the lightest song on the album. So it's, you may have heard it before. It's called A Touch of Evil. And it's a really, really, really good song. So I'm going to let you hear that. This, this, I'll just, let me just let you hear it. Now, I hope you don't feel like I've misled you in any way by giving you the lighter side, the softer side of Judas Priest, because certainly A Touch of Evil is is a softer song if you listen to the rest of the album, <laughs> um, and it's a slower song, but either way, it, it's I'm going through a lot of the albums, not all of them, but a lot of them, so... The next song definitely fits the lighter, softer theme here. It is from the Comeback album. Uh, Angel of Retribution came out around 2005-ish when Rob Halford got back into Judas Priest. This, uh, you know, if you don't know, Painkiller was the last album that he was with the band on. So this song here, it's a really great song. It is called Angel. Where we began 
I bet you want to hear another song from Angel of Retribution. Maybe something that is a softer, lighter side of Judas Priest song, since that's what we're talking about here, right? It's a little, like I said, I hope this is something that will help. These songs will help somebody that maybe is having some mixed feelings about Judas Priest or, um, cause I've been, I've been talking and listening to a lot of Judas Priest for the last uh, few weeks here. And, you know, I, I'm, I have an addictive personality. So when I get onto something, I can tend to go overboard on it. So another song by Judas Priest from Angel of Retribution. This one is called Worth Fighting For. Okay, well, I hope that you have enjoyed listening to the lighter side of Judas Priest, the softer side of Judas Priest. Um, it is Friday. It is 50 minutes until noon. And as soon as I get done with this, I'm going to publish it. So I hope that you have enjoyed this. I hope this maybe draws up some interest in Judas Priest for you or at least shows you some songs that you like, because sometimes it just takes, you know, it takes a spark to start a fire. So, you know, got to crawl for you can walk. <laughs> so um, this last song I'm going to play you is from the newest Judas Priest album, Firepower. And that album is starting. It, 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 I think it's crept up to being my second favorite Judas Priest album of all time. When I listened to Rob's book, his audio book. And he basically said that the first era of the band, I guess all the way from 74 through 91 or from the first album through then, he said that, that uh painkiller was what he thought was their crowning achievement. And I was listening to him and then he got to talking about firepower. And he said, I really think this one rivals painkiller. And so I hadn't listened to it enough, and so I picked it up, and I started listening to it again, and oh, man, I was blown away. It's another one of those uh, Uncle Steve's an idiot moments where I was like, gosh, why did I hold off? You know, what what was it that I didn't, that didn't make me – I just wasn't in the headspace, I guess. You know, like I said, I have an addictive personality, and I was probably uh, uh, head deep in Iron Maiden, but either way. This is a song called the Spectre, and it, it's a really, it's probably not the lighter side, the softer side, but it's a, it's a good song to end us on either way. Um, I do hope that you have enjoyed this. I really do. And I hope that you have a good weekend 
And I hope that you're ready for a new Iron Maiden story on Monday, because I have one from for you. So, not from you. There's only one person that I have one from on Monday, and uh, you'll know who it is when you hear it, I guess, and he'll know who it is when he hears it. <laughs> so, thank you for listening, and I hope that you enjoy this. the 